Hi, everyone, and welcome to Bad on Paper podcast. I'm Olivia Mentor. And I'm Becca Freeman. Today, we're doing a best of 2022 episode. So we'll be talking about our favorite trips and meals and purchases. And I think it's going to be a really fun one. I, not that I'm usually not excited to podcast, but I've been excited all day to talk to you and to record this. Like, I think this is going to be a really fun episode. Me too. I loved filling out the the little prompts and thinking about it and reflecting. So I think it's going to be good. Yeah. But before we get into it, today's episode is sponsored by Newly, our favorite clothing rental subscription service. Bad on Paper listeners can get $20 off their first month at newly.com. That's N-U-U-L-Y, newly with two U's, dot com, with code BOP20. Shall we get into some highs and lows? Please tell me your high. My high is that Jake and I went to South Carolina for Thanksgiving. So we were with my parents and then Jake's parents came and spent a couple days with us. So that was really fun. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I mean, our parents get along, but they've never spent that much time together. So, you know, it's a little anxiety inducing because, you know, you want everyone to get along, blah, blah, blah. But it went really well. Some mini highs within the high. We did a PeaceWorks puzzle. I saw that. Yeah, which I had gifted my mom for Christmas, I think two years ago. So I'm glad that it was not opened until the year 2022. (laughs) She really was just really liking that gift, apparently. But anyway, it was really fun. So great suggestion there. Aren't they so hard? It was. I think it took us like five hours or something. (laughs) Yeah, it's they're very, very difficult, which I like because sometimes you blow through. Yeah, it's beautiful. But sometimes you blow through a puzzle and you're like. What was that? I wanted yeah. more hours of entertainment. Child's play. Um, but yeah, it was perfect. We did the puzzle and we drank Bloody Marys and it was really fun. And then the other high is that after Thanksgiving dinner, I was just like, what should we do? So I downloaded Heads Up on my phone. Have you ever played that? It's like yes. the charades game. Yes. And I did like the Heads Up After Dark one. Ooh. Anyway, all this is to say it ended in my mom saying the words titty bar at Thanksgiving Ooh. dinner table. <laughs> I, I can't remember was... the texture of my mom that's like, did you really have to say the words titty bar on the podcast, Olivia? I'm like, well, yes. you said them first, Kim. But um, what were what was the clue she was trying to get you to guess? Strip club? I, I don't know. No, it wasn't. It was oh. maybe like strip tease oh. or it could have very well been something different altogether. Anyway, okay. I just I've never heard that phrase come out of my mom's mouth and wasn't expecting it for sure. So anyway, that was my high. <laughs> What is your high? My high is that I am making it through this round of edits. I am imminently finishing up. I got through two passes. I finished my second pass today. I'm rereading to make sure that I didn't write anything in like a fugue state that I'm now like, this is terrible. So I feel really good. I'm getting ready to hand those in. And then on Thursday... I'm going to Nantucket for winter stroll, and I have read quite a few Ellen Hildebrand books, but I've never been to Nantucket, so I am beyond excited. What is winter stroll? You know, I don't know. It is... <laughs> is it an actual stroll? Like, okay. A walk around Nantucket? So, I mean, it sounds great, but... What I, what I think it is, don't know if this is true, is kind of a town festival anchored by a parade Mm, so hallmark movie home very hallmark movie i know that santa 
like a very old timey Santa rides in like an old timey red truck in the of parade course. because I saw Naturally. a photo. Um, you know, I'm not sure what it is, but it sounds Christmassy. You're going. I'm very excited about Nantucket. We have a reservation at the Nantucket Hotel for dinner. And that's oh. the hotel that Ellen Hildebrand's uh, most recent book is based off of. So I'm ready. Wow. I'm excited to follow along on this journey. Thanks. I'm excited too. What is your low? I have a dumb low. A very dumb low. I love a dumb low. So it, this is so silly and not worth getting upset over in the scheme of things. But I'm upset. So because Nantucket's winter stroll, whatever this thing is, is holiday e. My friend Mike, who rented the house and is kind of organizing, was like, dress festive. And so I placed an order on uh, Sunday because it was like Black Friday sales at Bowdoin. And I got all of this kind of festive holiday-y knitwear. I got a couple of skirts. I got a cute pair of boots. And I upgraded to expedited shipping so that it would get here in time for me to leave to go to Nantucket. And I paid the extra money. I chose the option that would get it here with a day grace. And it's delayed. And I'm like, no. And I'm like so peeved about it. Because if they had just told me how long it was actually going to take, I would have paid more money for the more expedited shipping so that I could have the stuff. Like, it's not about the money. It's about I'm, I'm peeved that they lied to me. You should get a refund, but I will get a refund, but it doesn't help. Also, if it, if it makes you feel any better, I've had this happen. And then at the last minute, it shows up on time. I Well, I hope maybe maybe that'll still happen. But I'm so annoyed. I, I that's my pet peeve as well. I've been there many times, but sometimes it works out. So fingers crossed for you. Fingers crossed. What is your low? My low is also kind of dumb, but uh, the drive back from South Carolina was not great. It's well, it, I mean, it's supposed to be 10 hours and it was 12 and a half, which, Ooh. yeah. Olivia, um, I don't know how you guys <laughs> do that. Like, you do a lot of long road trips and your parents lived in Florida. You used to drive there. So it, maybe you're just used to it. But, oh, if somebody yeah. told me to get in the car for 12 hours, <laughs> I think I'd slap them. We stopped once, too, on this drive. We stopped once and it was still 12 hours. So I think we've also run out of podcasts. Like, oh no, I've listened to pretty much everything there is to listen to, I think, unfortunately. I mean, that's not true. But anyway, it's fine. We made it. Oh. Everything is good. We're doing it again for Christmas. So oh. I'll have to find some new podcasts. Tell me, tell me what you guys recommend. Shall we take a quick ad break before we get into this episode? Yes. Let's talk about one of the things that I like least about myself. So Ooh, scandal. Before, I know. Let's let's talk about what I hate about me. But honestly, before every trip, every event, every holiday, I am always fighting the urge to purchase new clothing. It's I'm not proud of it, but I usually end up impulsively purchasing items that rarely work out. And even if they do, I only wear them once or twice. I hate how wasteful it feels. And every time I see clothing in my closet that still has tags on it, I feel so horrible and so guilty. And this is why I have absolutely loved using Newly Clothing Rental for the past six months or so. 
I relate to this so hard, and I too am loving my newly subscription, which I am newer to. So if you haven't heard of this before and you're wondering how it works, it's pretty simple. So each month you get to choose six pieces to rent, and there are thousands of styles to choose from, from hundreds of brands in a size range that goes up to 5X plus maternity clothes. They carry brands Olivia and I both love, like Free People, Anthropology, and Farm Rio, and they give you the option to buy pieces you love for up to 70% off. In my most recent order, I rented this perfect cropped sweater from Free People that is like the ultimate staple piece to go with high-waisted jeans I already own and skirts. And at the same time, I was also able to rent some wild cards too, like this really gorgeous kind of over-the-top silk pink dress that I'll probably wear the next time we visit my parents in South Carolina for like a little beach photo shoot, because why not? I don't know. The best part about this is that I never feel guilty about it. It never feels wasteful. And it scratches that itch to try new styles without spending thousands of dollars unnecessarily. It's also an incredible gift option for the holidays. You can gift one, two, or three months of Newly through the gifting platform Goody. I keep going off script just to tell you things, but nobody asked what my favorite thing to rent is coats because you can get fun statement coats, but then you're not committed to them. It's great. And when that package comes and there's like five full-size, like $200, $300, $400 coats, it feels like you've won the lottery. Oh, absolutely. So Newly is already a great value at $88 per month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with code BOP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code BOP20 at sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code BOP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Let's get into our best of 2022. You will notice one category is conspicuously missing, and that is our best books of 2022, because we're going to have a whole separate episode for that next week, and we're going to get your voicemails, but if you're listening to this, don't send them to us, because we have already recorded early, because Olivia's going away, so we'll put a call out on social media. Let's talk about some big bests for the year. Yeah. Starting with... Best day. What is your best day of the year? I feel like I can guess, but tell me what it is. It's definitely the day that I officially sold my book was the day that the auction happened for my book. And it was really, really fun. And it was not stressful. It was just exhilarating because by that point, because it was an auction, I already knew that it would sell. Like there wasn't a scenario in which I walked away without having sold it. So that took the stress out of it. And it was just purely spectator sport for me, watching my agent go back and forth with everyone and then come back to me with updates. So it was it was really surreal to live a day knowing it's going to change your life. Would you say it was the best day of your life? Do you have a best day of your life if not? I can't think of I, I you're putting me on the spot. I can't think of what the best day of my life is. Sorry, I'm really coming out of the blue. What is the best day of your life? No it, pressure. It's in it's in the running for it. I oh god, I'm really stressed right now. Um I would understand if it was. I mean, it's an incredible day. Maybe I I'll get back to you. It's good that you're not sure, you know? It's like it was great, but there's also some other good ones in there. 
tell me your best day of 2022. And the award for Olivia's best day in 2022 goes to... Sometime in April. (laughs) I don't remember the exact day. Um, No, okay, so... This is a tough one. Actually, this whole episode is tough for me because I just have a really hard time choosing one thing for categories and superlatives. But this was a really great day. I I talked about it on here before, so I won't get into it too much. But we went on a trip to Italy, Jake and I, in April for our anniversary. And we stayed at this random hotel I had found. It was a splurge. But anyway, before we got there, we drove into this random town that we had decided to visit the day before. It's called Pienza. It was basically empty. It was 70 degrees outside, sunny, cool breeze. I got sunburned, but also somehow needed a jacket, which is a very good combination. We ate pasta on this lovely terrace And then we went to the most glorious hotel I've ever been to. We'll probably never go to a nicer hotel. And there was also no one there. (laughs) And the next morning, I swam in the pool all by myself. And it was just one of those days where I was like, wow, I will never forget this. It was really lovely. That whole trip, I remember watching on Instagram, just raging jealousy. (laughs) It was was a good day. It was a good day. I don't know about the best day of my life, but (laughs) it was a really special day for sure. Now, what about the best meal you had in 2022? This was another difficult one, but I think I will go with Jake and I finally got a reservation at Zahav, which is this famous restaurant in Philadelphia. But uh, yeah, we went on like 9.30 p.m. on a Tuesday. (laughs) And I remember I was falling asleep basically by the end, but it was it was everything I hoped for and more. It's just so good. But what about you? I think mine is this was hard for me, too. I think mine is this meal that we had in Spain in October, I was there for a friend of a friend's wedding. I was just the plus one. And it's this tiny town. And it was the first night we were there. And we had no expectations for the food. And we asked the bride what restaurant she recommended. And she told us, we walk into this restaurant. It looked so touristy. Like it was bullfighting themed. You Just everyone was speaking not Spanish like just everyone in there was a tourist and we not great signs yeah like we sat down and we were like I don't know about this we got a few things but there was a suckling pig special also the service was fine but everything took forever so by the time the food came we were starving we had no expectations it was unbelievable unbelievable this is you continuing your ambassadorship Yeah, Rhonda, hire me. Even if you don't, I'm still going to keep talking you up. But oh my goodness, the restaurant was called Casa Pedro Romero. It's right across from the bullfighting ring if you go there. That explains the bullfighting theme. Yes. But all the food in Rhonda that we had was very, very good. I was very surprised for such a small city how good the food was. But this was kind of our first meal and it just subverted our expectations to the point where we were. Don't you love that? bowled over. Love it. That sounds delicious. So would you say that's your best trip as well? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. I think Spain was my best trip specifically because, first of all, I, I had really no expectations and Rhonda was just so incredible, but also because I was in the process of selling my book. And so I had 
probably like five meetings with editors while I was in Spain. So it's it's wrapped up. It's like you said, this trip will always be special because it's the trip where you sold your book. So I think that definitely is true because it was not only the travel experience, but it was also the big life changing, the lead up to selling yeah. my book. You'll always remember it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? This was also a tough one because I traveled more this year than I think I've ever traveled. And there were some truly amazing trips in there. And I wasn't sure if I should go with like the most relaxing trip or the most like luxurious trip. But I think it's a tie between Iceland and Alaska, neither of which were relaxing. One of them, like Jake and I got into a stupid fight one night, lest you think that every trip is perfect if you watch on Instagram. But the other one, we got COVID after, but they were both special for different reasons. And the Alaska one, it was because I was visiting my brother and he like planned stuff for us, which shouldn't seem so surprising because he's 25 and not like 12. But I don't know. It was just really sweet that he like planned a tour and drove us around and showed us things and... I don't know. I'll just always remember it, I think. Although I would not like to remember this bar called Darwin's Theory in Alaska, which made us miss our flight, which is another part of chaos on that trip. Yeah. I mean, of course, I also made choices at Darwin's Theory that led to that. But I like to blame Darwin's Theory, the dive bar. Anyway, the other one, Iceland was just... I don't know. Iceland is unlike anywhere I've ever been. And it was just Jake and I. We drove around. We really didn't have anything planned. One of the days I just sat outside in the sun and with like a mountain in the background and read tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, like cover to cover. And I just will never forget that. It was really lovely. It's interesting because I feel like these are two of your least luxurious trips that you took this year. Like I remember you going grocery shopping in Iceland and then you (laughs) like were eating I don't know. I feel like not very special. No. Like I feel like you were eating hot dogs. We we consumed a lot of hot dogs. Yeah. More hot dogs and also like hot dogs with four different variations of onions on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it was just two trips I will always remember. Yeah. And not necessarily the ones where I felt like I've never been more chilled out in my life. In fact, kind of the opposite for at least Alaska, but they were special. What was your best month of 2022? I've never been asked this. Have you ever considered what your best month in a year is? I don't know. I just felt like I needed another category in this. So I I put best month. What was your what was your best single second of any given day? No, I think May. What happened in May? I went to Portugal with my friend. That was a Mm -hmm. fun trip. And then I think Iceland was also May. Mm. Okay. And then, yeah. And so it was just two fun trips. I love the month of May. Just a nice month weather wise. Okay. (laughs) What about you? Definitely October. It was the month I went to Spain, the month I sold my book, that I was upstate for one weekend. I was in Boston for one weekend. I saw so many people I loved in the month of October. I had such good things going on and I didn't have the stress after the book sold. So half of the month was very just like a big exhale embodied. October is also a great weather month. Good weather month. Yeah. Good weather equals good life happenings. You heard it here first. Well, let's take another ad break before we get into the best entertainment things of 2022. I feel.
feel like a part of getting older is realizing how it's really the smallest things that make the biggest difference in my mood. And one thing that can instantly make me feel that much better is having a great hair day. It seems small, but having my hair feel clean and bouncy just gives me an extra boost every single time especially if it smells amazing. And this is why I love using pros as part of my beauty routine. I know Becca has been using pros and loving it for years. I'm a little newer to it, but pros is the world's most personalized hair care. And in the six months or so that I've been using the shampoo and conditioner, I've noticed a visible change in the health and overall shine of my hair. And I can also go longer in between washes I'm finding, which is kind of an amazing added benefit. That's so interesting that you say that. I experienced that too. I used to be a daily or at most every other day washer, and now I can go three days. That's without dry shampoo. I could probably go a fourth day if I if I really dry shampooed it up. So that is a huge benefit. And I've also just noticed a huge difference in the health of my hair, and I feel like I have less breakage. So I feel like I have more hair because over the years that I've been using it, it doesn't snap as much. So Overall, like cannot say enough good things. I got my first bottle for free because of this ad, but I have paid for probably seven or eight full price sets since then. So, you know, I'm a paying customer. Like I I legitimately love this brand. If these ads went away tomorrow, I would keep buying. I would be sad, but I would keep buying. And the other thing, cannot stress enough, the smell. Both of us have the Corsica scent. It is just the most luxurious scent in the shower. And then, I don't know, I hope I carry it around with me. I hope my hair smells like that. And everyone, I'm walking down the street and everyone's like, who's that lady? I totally agree. There's nothing that makes me feel better than like getting a whiff of my hair and being like, yeah, I I really have my stuff together today. But it all starts with their in-depth hair quiz. To date, Pros has given over 1 million consultations. They ask you about your hair goals, your styling routine, and they dive really deep into everything from your eating habits to your exercise routine so they can analyze over 85 personal factors to determine a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact hair concerns. Pros is also a carbon neutral certified B Corp and an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. And they're also cruelty free. And if you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they'll take your products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash B-O-P. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash B-O-P for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Becca. Yes. What is your favorite TV show of the year? I had to pick two. Because I feel like picking only one of them would give a warped view of me as a human. Fair. So the first one is The Summer I Turned Pretty on Amazon Prime. I loved that show with such a passion. It made me want to get a beach house and break up a family. It made me want to have a cotillion. It made me have strong, questionable feelings for a man who I did look up is of legal age, but is too young for me. And if you're wondering, I'm talking about Conrad, not Jeremiah. It's important to clarify. Important to clarify. I also really enjoyed that series. Loved it. Cannot wait for the new season. And the second show is Severance on Apple TV+. 
This one, I was a little late to the game. I didn't think it was for me, and I ended up so addicted to it. That was my pick as well for best of the year. I love Severance so much. I feel like I watched it because of you. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, I I feel like I will tell anyone who will listen to watch it. I actually can't wait to watch it again, which hopefully I like it as much the second time. I don't know. It won't be as surprising. That's true. But maybe I'll notice like more hidden details. I feel like that would be a Mm. show where there'd be tons of Easter eggs. Potentially. I'm curious. What about your favorite movie of 2022? Okay, so this is a no-brainer. My favorite movie is Good Luck to You, Leo Grand with Emma Thompson. Oh, I still haven't seen this one. I keep forgetting to watch it. It's so good. It's so good. It's I'm so passionate about this movie. <laughs> Every time you mention it, I write a note in my phone to watch it. I must probably have now like three Download notes. Download it for a flight or something. Oh, actually, no. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, that seems a little explicit to watch with strangers that is correct. next to you. That is correct. If you're on a private jet, sure. Yeah, it's just, it. it's lovely. It's lovely and it made me think and just, I loved it. What about you? Easily, easily the new Top Gun. Didn't even have to think about it. Oh, the new I watched Top this Gun recently. is so good. I liked it so much more than I expected to. I want to evangelize. If I could watch Top Gun in Rhonda, oh my gosh, I would be so happy. I rewatched it. <laughs> When I was in Boston a few weeks ago, just as good, not on the big screen, at home. Ugh. It's a perfect movie. I think it should be taught in film schools. I I thought it was pretty good, too. I liked it. It's so good. I care so I, I much. I wish I had watched it before I heard like all of the hype, because I feel like I don't know what I was expecting. It was still great. Yeah, I really liked it. I just am so impressed because it is so not my type of movie. It is something Mm -hmm. that I don't care about. And the fact that they got me that invested in it is very impressive. Oh, yeah. I was on the edge of my seat for sure. Yes. Yeah. What about podcast? So specifically new to you podcast, not a podcast that necessarily started in 2022. Other than this one, obviously. (laughs) Other than this one. Yeah. So I'm not positive if I started listening to it in 2021 or 2022. I think it was 2022. But the shit no one tells you about writing podcast has become like a weekly must listen. It's about writing, but they do author interviews. The one complaint I have about this podcast is it's excessively long. And I feel like they I would like them to split up the things they do into separate episodes as opposed to cramming it all into one. But they do author interviews. And I have so enjoyed both learning from, but also hearing some of the behind the scenes from these authors of books that I read, because they usually do it the month the author has a book coming out. So it's like a fun companion. What about you? Mine is maintenance phase. I love this podcast so much. It's about health trends and fads and diet fads and junk science and all of that. And it just like kind of debunks everything. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so incredibly well-researched, and I learned so much. It's hilarious. I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. What about the best concert you went to this year? I only went to two concerts this year, but they were both really great ones. I went to Brandy Carlisle, who I absolutely love. That was great. But the best one, I would say, is Paolo Nutini, who I've listened to since I was in high school. He hasn't toured in many years, like I think 10 years or something, but... 
In the spring, right after I got back from Portugal, I saw that he was doing a concert in this place called Tormina, which I had been to for one day once as a stop on a cruise I was on with my parents. Oh. And there's this... Yeah. So we went to Tormina for the day. I loved it. They have this ancient Greek theater there. It's like thousands of years old and it overlooks a volcano, (laughs) Mount Etna, active volcano, the city and the mountains. It's really beautiful. And they still have concerts there. And I was there and I was thinking this was maybe 2018. I was like, wow, a concert here would be amazing. So I saw that Paula was doing a concert there. I randomly booked tickets and I was like, Jake, we're going to Tormina. So, (laughs) so... We went there. We saw the concert. It was amazing. And then the night before the concert, he was in the town. Like, he just walked past me. I was like, Jake, it's Apollo. And then we went to dinner, and he was there with his whole band. They were singing, and, like, it was just a really full circle moment for teenage Olivia. I was like, if you would have known at 15 you'd be sitting in Italy with Paolo Nutini behind you, and you're eating pizza with your husband, who doesn't really know what's going on, but is supportive of you regardless... (laughs) Anyway, it's just a lovely little moment. How old is Paolo Nutini? You could tell me any age from about 30 to 100 and I would believe you. Um, I think he's maybe late 30s. He was like a, a very much a heartthrob when I was a teenager. He's Scottish. Doesn't sound Scottish, I know, but he is Scottish. Now he's kind of just, you know, a man, but still very talented. It was a great concert. What's your best concert? So I, too, only went to two concerts this year. I went to a Jonas Brothers concert, and I went to a Harry Styles concert. I Both great choices. Both great choices. Obviously, the Harry Styles concert in Paris, hands down, was so incredible. Seeing Harry Styles live, I liked him before seeing him live, but he just has something very magnetic. He's such a showman. We were literally three rows from the back of the stadium, could not have had worse seats. It's in an arena. It's huge. He was a like a little ant man, and we were watching it on the screen. Doesn't matter. The energy in there was so infectious. He was so wonderful. It was great. It was like it was a top. It was a top day of the year. How tired do you think Harry Styles is on a scale of one to a hundred? I feel like the man has to be breaking down. No. Uh... Maybe I have to imagine that if you are in that type of business for that long, that you have to find it energizing to do that. I would agree with that. But do you think there's a certain point where you just start to break down like the 1000th show at Madison Square Garden or whatever? Is he still there? Does he live there? Like, it's unclear. I think he's in South America now. (laughs) I see what you mean. I see what you're saying. I don't know. And I think also for artists who didn't tour during COVID, there's now also mixed in gratitude about being able to do this. So I think Harry Styles is still fine. He might be reaching his breaking point, but I think he's still fine. It's okay. Like, I would still see a sleepy Harry Styles concert. He could just actually just be there sleeping. It would still be fine. Weird. A little weird. Weird art installment. (laughs) People would pay. They're just paying his CD and he's sleeping. (laughs) I mean... It would be relaxing. Sure. Sure. Oh, okay. What about best album? Obviously, Midnight's by Taylor Swift. I was actually shocked that you put two and it's not on here. Oh, no. I put one, but for some reason, oh, I they're separated, separated by a comma. the artist and the name by a comma like a weirdo. I mean, it's a good choice. It's a good choice. I actually struggled for best song, which is our next category, if I wanted to include one of the Midnight songs or not. But 
it, I feel like it hasn't marinated enough in my body and soul. I also don't feel like it as an album. I feel like it is very emblematic of 2022. But because of the song, because it only came out in October, I feel like saying the song is your individual song of 2022 is really dismissive of the first 10 months of the year. Yeah, it's tough. I actually chose an album that I was listening to closer to the beginning of this year, but it's Are You Happy Now by Jensen McGray. And I, I discovered her this year and I love her. She's like, I don't know, it seems like 18 or 19 or something, but she's really lovely, very talented, great singer songwriter. And all of her songs make me cry. So there's that. I love it. I don't, I'm not familiar with her. Oh, well, check her out. Okay. <laughs> What is your best song? I struggled here. I I feel like I don't have a song that was the full year. I feel like the summer was big energy by Lotto for me, but that doesn't feel very, it doesn't feel like my best song of the year now. So I picked Free by Florence and the Machine. I also had kind of forgotten about Florence and the Machine. And so this also caused a Florence and the Machine renaissance for me because I loved her first I don't know if it was her first album or her breakout album. I loved that album. And so I'd kind of forgotten about her. And it was really great to get back into it. And I like the song so much. Also, are you a music video person? Sort of. I feel like nobody is a music video person except for me and my friend Elizabeth. <laughs> Love music videos. I uh, mean, what does that mean? Do you sit around watching them? Like, do you know them all? Like, do you love them? Uh, all, all of the above. And when okay. we're together... Elizabeth and I, sometimes our activity for the evening will just be going onto the Vivo YouTube channel and watching music videos. Oh, what's your favorite music video of all time? It depends. Like, are we going for like comedic value? Are we going for actual good? What What came to mind immediately as like most impactful for you or, or I mean, most I think memorable? the funniest music video of all time is the Bewitched music video for Say La Vie. Do you remember that song? Uh, oh. Yes. Okay. I, I don't think I've ever seen the music video, though. So it's four girls who all have the Monica Geller haircut from early Friends wearing the most 90s outfits you've ever seen <laughs> fighting. The concept of the video is that oh. they're fighting over this guy who they eventually tie to a tree with rope. And he's this medium attractive dorky guy in pleat front khakis. And it is just... The whole turn. video is, and it also is really reminiscent of Teletubbies, like the way, like they're on a hill and they're like running and like the camera work, like it, it's so bad. Wow. I'm going to watch this now because there's a lot of things going on there that I don't understand how we'll work together, but I, I believe you. Maybe we can watch it together after this. I'd like to see your reactions. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, so anyway, I started telling you this because the music video for free by Florence the Machine is great. And Bill Nighy of uh, Love Actually fame, I mean, he's famous for other things outside of that, plays her anxiety. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. I'll have to watch that too. It's great. What is your song of the year? Okay. I'm, I'm going to scrap what I had written down because I think it's from 2021 anyway. I I also love Florence and the Machine. So a song I've been listening to a lot this year, which is not from this year either, <laughs> is Hunger by Florence and the Machine, Ooh. which I think I've mentioned on here before because there's a lyric in it that is the inspiration for the title of You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty. So we're really coming full circle here. We really are. But 
I love that song. And then also for a newer Florence song, I love the song King, which I think was her single from her album this year that came out. Anyway, big Florence fans over here. We should go to a concert. Although I feel like they're very intense and kind of spiritual. Yeah, I I feel that too. And like, I feel like we'd have to like light a candle or something and bring it with us. I I would go. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Um, what's your best meme of the year? I didn't know what to say to this, but I think I corn kid. Does that count? Yeah, I I put this in here so you could talk about your love for corn kid. <laughs> I just love him. I did miss him at the Macy's Day Parade. Did you know that he was on like a corn float? Yeah. I mean, of course, of course. Duh. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Wholesome and yeah, weird. I love it. Yeah. What about what about you? I'm gonna give it to corn kid too. Oh. Gosh, I love, look at us, Florence and the Machine and Corn Kid. So insane. We have a lot of interests. <laughs> Our Venn diagram is so weird. It's very strange. Okay, um, how about best new to you Instagram follow? Ooh, this was hard for me because I have been being very stingy with my Instagram follows because I don't want to follow. Oh, I'm the opposite. <laughs> oh, I don't want to follow more people because the more people I follow, The more content there is, the more time I spend on the app. So I'd like to follow as few people as possible. That's probably smarter. So I I haven't followed that many people this year, especially because we did away with the Instagram account obsession part of the podcast when you came on. So I don't have that many. I would say there's an account called Write or Die Tribe. And some of it's a little weird, but they have (laughs) memes about writing and they tickle me just oh, I see oh they these. really I think tickle I my them funny too. bone i think i follow them too they really just get me i love a good writer's block meme yeah that just they get it what about you mine is it's an account that i could have sworn i followed before it's possible i did follow before i'm not really sure but her poems get shared so much that you kind of feel like you're following her even if you don't anyway it's this writer named Lindsay rush and she has this account called mary oliver's drunk cousin it's poetry but it's very different and super like modern and funny just always inspires me and makes me smile or think and i just i love her work a lot I second this. It's a very good account. I think she might also be a podcast listener. I think she is. I Or something. I don't know. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. <laughs> I love you. Uh, Way to make it weird. I know. It's fine. I feel really weird this episode. So. But speaking of the podcast, what is your favorite Bad on Paper episode of this year? Okay, I have two. So the first one is the first episode we did together where we did the New York Times 40 Questions for Love. That felt so good to me. Like I was so worried about having a new host and how it would go. And just immediately it felt so good. And I think it's just really, it's a fun episode. It's like a weird getting to know you episode. But that that episode, I was like, yes, this works. Like this feels so good. I love that. So I love that episode. And then secondly, and this is a bit sad, um, but we did an episode with a friend of mine who I'd lost touch with from San Francisco, Felicia Jones. And we did an episode called Ask an HR Rep. And she was a incredibly passionate and talented HR representative. And we did all of these work questions with her. And she actually ended up suddenly passing away And so 
I'm so glad that we got to have her on the podcast and I'm so glad that that's memorialized and I'm so glad that I got to reconnect with her and I don't know that just holds a lot of personal importance to me yeah I'm really glad I got to meet her and learn from her and yeah I agree with both your picks both great choices what's yours um so mine the first thing that came to my brain is I the first three things episode and <laughs> it's because I think it was the first time where I was like, oh, I feel I feel so much more comfortable doing this than I did at the beginning. I always felt comfortable, but, you know, it takes a bit to like sort of hit your stride and not like question things. And anyway, it was just it was random and fun and weird. And I felt like I was really not that I wasn't myself before, but I just felt like for the first time I wasn't second guessing anything and it just felt really easy and and fun and just reminded me of why I love doing this so yeah I agree with that one that was really fun I also have a three things topic I cannot wait to talk to you about in January oh my gosh it's been kind of a bit since we've recorded one so I'm excited I have to start thinking okay let's take an ad break this show is sponsored by BetterHelp I love doing episodes like this where we reflect on the past year, what worked, what didn't, what we loved, what we hated. For me, the past two years have been some of the most introspective of my life, and I've grown as a person more than ever. I also like myself more, which is an added benefit, but I can really say that this is almost 100% because of the work I've done in therapy, and that's why I'm so passionate about people finding a therapist that works for them. And BetterHelp is such a good option when it comes to stress-free therapy. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists, available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable, convenient, and offers video and chat options so you don't have to worry about awkward waiting rooms or sitting in traffic. Therapy helps me feel like I have the tools to move through life more easily and to let go of the things I can't change. BetterHelp therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and help you learn productive coping skills, which means you can become that much better at moving through anything life has to throw at you. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire on BetterHelp to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash badonpaper. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash badonpaper. What is your best clothing purchase of the year? Okay. It's definitely the Mr. Zimmy Lottie dress. I bought three of them because I bought one, liked it so much, bought two more. This is like iconic for you. I feel like I this is how people know you. Them. Lived in them. This <laughs> they summer. look great on you. Well, thank you. I really like it. Short sleeve. It is like dressy enough for a nice night out. It's casual enough to wear it like on a day-to-day basis. My favorite. I'm actually struggling a lot right now because not not a real struggle, fake struggle. So Mr. Zimmy is based in Australia. So the seasons are opposite. So I'm like, do I buy a lot of summer clothes from them now so that I have them? Do you think you'd still like them? That's the thing is I'm like, is it stupid to spend to buy a bunch of stuff, assuming that I'm still going to want and like it in June. This would actually be a good experiment, though, because it would be a great way to see how much your taste actually changes. Twist my arm. (laughs) She's purchasing it right now. I'm I'm literally (laughs) opening the website to remind myself. 
I just needed a little nudge. Check back in with us in June. What about you? So mine are Converse. I've worn Converse for years. I wear them with literally everything. I find them really comfortable, but I finally got the Converse. I think they're called Converse Lifts. They have like a little bit of a platform. When I tell you, these are like 150 times more comfortable than the regular Mm. traditional Converse. It is like walking on a cloud. I, I don't love the extra height because I'm already so tall, but they're just so much more comfortable to walk in. It's like a it's like a revelation, basically. Oh, interesting. I've never had Converse. Oh, well, you know. There's always there's always time for you. <laughs> 2023. What was your best beauty purchase this year? So this wasn't a purchase because they gifted it to me, but I love the Necessaire body serum so much. It is just like the fastest absorbing lotion. I don't know. Sometimes lotion just feels kind of like an ordeal. I agree. I have to be on a real like self-care, I'm pampering myself space to put on lotion. But the serum is kind of just easier than that. Hmm. So I like it. Interesting. What's yours? Uh, The Amazon hair clips I bought over the summer. They come in, I think, an eight pack. I It is not an exaggeration to say I have worn one every single day. Oh, a claw clip? They're claw clips, right? They're claw clips, yep. I have one in right now. It's, I mean, what if, what were we doing before this? What I ask once again. I ask once again. The, I think it's, I think it's like 10 bucks for an eight pack. I obsessed. I think actually claw clips coming back is perhaps the best thing that's happened this year. The best single hmm. thing. Hmm. I'm still going to go with selling my book, but claw clips <laughs> is a close second. <laughs> well, for me, <laughs> that's what I'm going with. Okay. I'm not here to stop you. (laughs) All right. How about home purchase? Oh, so this is something that I purchased last week. So I bought the Open Spaces Entryway Shoe Shelf. Do you get 17 million Instagram ads for this? I don't, but they have emailed me before being like, we want to send you something. And I've just kind of been like, eh. I mean, it's really cute. It's just I forgot about it. So I get Instagram ads for this all the time. And they finally got you. They finally got me. I I always keep shoes next to my door. And for last week, I feel like the weather has been so weird here. I have so many random different pairs of shoes by my door. And I was like, I need to fix this problem. And I got the ad and I, it was it had Black Friday pricing before Black Friday. And I was like, screw it. Let's do it. And I bought it being like, this is probably going to suck because I feel like Instagram ad stuff is hit and miss. Love it. Fits perfectly in the space. It, Does it fit all the shoes? In my mind, it's kind of small. I mean, it, it doesn't fit every pair of shoes I own, but it fits all the shoes that I want to have next to my door. Like six pairs? So currently, there's nine pairs on it. Oh, wow. There's three shelves. So the bottom shelf has f- three pairs because um, one pair is like Uggs, which are wider, and another pair of boots. The second shelf has four pairs, and the top shelf has one pair, and then it has baskets for, like, gloves and winter hats. So I think it would probably fit, like, 12. Okay. Okay, well, cool. That sounds great. So those, and then my second best home purchase that I need to shout out is my Anthropology mini latte bowls. They're, like, tiny pinch bowls that I use all the time. Love a mini bowl. Love. Love a mini anything. (laughs) A mini dog, a mini tong, 
A mini bowl. Many okay. minis. <laughs> I was trying to think of something funny and I was like, I got nothing. <laughs> what is yours? Mine is two things. They're both actually kind of mini, so I guess it does work. But one is a rice cooker, a very small rice cooker. I think the brand is called Dash for both of these products on Amazon. And it's like just I've never used a rice cooker before. I've always just made rice on the stove. And my God, this is the way to go. It is so much easier. It keeps it warm. It doesn't overcook it. It measures all the timing automatically. It's the perfect little portion size. I just love it. It's great. It makes like weeknight dinners so much easier. The other thing is similar. It's an egg cooker. I bought one of these and haven't even taken it out of the package. It's so good for breakfast because I go through these phases of things I want for breakfast, but the kind of common factors that I don't want to think about it or do much or turn on the stove. So you can do poached eggs, hard-boiled, soft-boiled, but it's so easy to do it in the morning. You just kind of set it and let it go. My only negative is that when it's done, instead of just like beeping, it plays a song. I don't know if I got like the demented one, but... The first time it went off, I was like, what is, what is happening? I don't need like a haunted piano parlor noise. What it's song like, does it play? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, do, do, I'm do, picturing, do, 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 I'm do, picturing, do, do. oh, okay. I was picturing Temperature by Sean Paul. <laughs> like, it's the only now song that, that I could think that would be like, your eggs be... are cooked. It's got the right temperature. <laughs> I mean, if I could reprogram it, it was like $15. So that would be kind of maybe that's like the most expensive version. Maybe maybe you've inspired me to take mine out. I'm looking around and I'm like, where did I put it? <laughs> it's really if good. only it's... just to see what song it plays. <laughs> Watch yours be a normal song and I'm just, you know, out here losing my mind. It's fine. Or no song, which would be more normal. But both purchases make my life easier. I'm <sighs> oh, okay. That song is really top of mind for me because it's one of my best friend's phone alarms. And it has been Mm. since college, and I didn't realize it still is. And she's married. She sleeps with somebody every night and sets it it blasting because otherwise she won't wake up. And I was like, I think that would be a marriage deal breaker. Do you think you would stay with Jake if his alarm tone was temperature by Sean Paul at full blast? I think I would fall more deeply in love with Jake if that was no, the case. No, you wouldn't. If well, that was how you started your day, I have fond memories of the first. The only thing is, I think it would ruin it for me eventually, and that would be a loss because that is a great song. Oh, man. I think. Anyway, what is your best miscellaneous purchase? Other than the egg cooker that you have yet to use. I don't know if it is my best purchase. <laughs> um, it is these Amazon tabs. So I impulse bought them because I saw Carly Fortune on her Instagram story had tabbed up her manuscript that she was working on. And I bought them because I like office supplies and I thought it looked pretty. I have been loving having tabs. I almost bought these yesterday. I literally was like hovering and I was like, I don't know which one to use. I don't know how I'd use them. I'm overwhelmed. They're so pretty and fulfilling. I, for this draft, I I feel like people use them on TikTok and they have complicated systems of what each one means. I just did it arbitrarily. I just picked a color um, and tabbed until I ran out of that color and then switched to a new color. Um, but I tabbed my most recent manuscript that I was working on. It was so helpful. Okay. Like, 
did each tab was it like oh I want to go back here or this is good or no it was just, just like this page has something that I because I I okay, okay read through it and I write down the changes you know anything varying from like a comma to like this needs to be cut to like this needs to be rewritten and sometimes I've rewritten it in pen mm. on the page and so it was basically just like go back to this page okay so it doesn't need to be overly complicated then which is encouraging no no I feel like I at first thought I needed a system and I don't have one okay great love the way it looks feels really productive it looks great what about you mine is a coloring book and coloring supplies i kind of got this on a whim but it is like months into this coloring kick i'm on and i there is nothing more relaxing in the world i love it i've asked for more coloring books for christmas i'm excited have you gone through multiple coloring books or you're still in your first no just one because mm-hmm. i only do it for maybe like an hour to an hour and a half every night so they're very intricate so okay. you know an yeah. artist can't be rushed. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so those are our best things. Let's get out of this and get into some end matter, some other things that we're into. Tell me about your obsession because I'm seeing this absolutely everywhere. Olivia, I would like to actively warn you against my obsession. You know in oh. Mean Girls where it's like, Regina George is a fugly slut. Like, do not be friends with her. Like, that's how I feel about this product. Like, I'm like, do not go down this rabbit hole. You do not need this. You do not want this in your life. Don't do it. Okay. My obsession I want is it. the Trader Joe's peppermint pretzel slims, which I bought on a whim because I too saw them all over Instagram. And I happened to be at Trader Joe's and they were next to the register. And I said, let me get some. That's how it always goes at Trader Joe's. It's like 90% of my shopping experiences there. They are so good. It is a minor to major addiction. Are they better than bark thins? Is that what they're called? I don't know. if I don't think I've ever had a bark thin. Oh, it's kind of this sort of thin chocolatey pretzel-y thing. Mm. But um, okay. Oh okay. my God. They're so good. I'm, I mean, I know you told me not to get them, but I think I might. Well, if you're going to get them, get like six bags of them because oh, you're going well, to... Well, they'll probably be gone. Everyone's obsessed with them. Well, no, I'm just saying once you... It's like Pringles. Once you pop, the fun don't stop. Like, I am so okay. addicted to these. <laughs> they sound really good. Oh, they're so good. What's yours? Mine is a cover of the song Antihero by Taylor Swift, obviously, by this band called Josiah and the Bondvilles. I think it went viral on TikTok and then it like became an actual thing you can listen to on Spotify. Have you heard this? No. It says country version, but it's not really country. It's more kind of folky. But Josiah was actually on American Idol like years and years and years ago when I was probably still in high school. I remember because I think he lived in his car when he tried out or something. But anyway, I've sort of like casually followed him throughout the years. And it's just been kind of funny to watch him like go viral with this. But it's so good. I really love it. There's like a harmonica solo. Good for him. Also, by the way, side note, have you seen that this song might be about Donald Trump? No. Okay, so there's this whole theory of like... I do not believe that. I haven't heard the theory, but I, I don't do really not. either. But I do love it because I saw it in a TikTok where, you know, the line like you stared directly at the sun... You know, when he like looked right. directly at the solar eclipse right. and then tea time and then it cuts to like things of him golfing. I don't know. I just thought that no. was people have a lot of time on their hams. Hams. People have a lot of time on their hams. People with their hams. <laughs> oh, imagine if you had hams for hands. Anyway. Okay. That's why I'm even harder to make eggs. 
What are you so salty? <laughs> what are you reading? I just finished Five Survive by Holly Jackson. I did a partnership with Underlined, which is uh, the YA branch of Penguin Random House, I think. I don't know if I'm describing that correctly. But anyway, Holly Jackson wrote A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, which I absolutely loved. And I read Five Survive. It's probably like 300 pages in one sitting. I blew through this book. It was seriously one of the most unputdownable thrillers I've read in a long time. And uh, it was different. Okay. It's about six friends who go on a road trip together in an RV and they get trapped in the middle of nowhere in the RV. Yeah, it's very spooky. Okay. Won't be reading that. (laughs) Yeah, not for you. But if you like thrillers, it just was a very nice escape. What have you been reading? I have been reading The Christmas Wish by Lindsay Kelk. And I am actually very excited to be done with my deadline because I have not been reading very much and I would like to read more. So this is, Lindsay Kelk is one of my favorite British rom-com writers. And this is the first time, I I believe, I think it's the first time she's done a Christmas book. The premise is that this woman goes home from London to like the small village where she's from and she gets stuck in a Christmas time loop. It's funny because that's this similar premise to Christina Lauren's In a Holidays, but the books yeah. are completely different. So, you know, it has the same snapshot premise, but it's, it's completely different. And so it's like very cute about an adult woman kind of getting to know her own family. And she has a theory that somebody made a wish and that's why she's trapped in it. So she she has to kind of go around to each family member trying to like figure out what they'd most wish for in order to figure out why she's stuck in this time loop. It's very good. That description sounds very cheesy, but it it isn't overly sweet. And the writing is so good. Like, it's just, I love that British rom-com style of writing. It's just Mm -hmm. so fun and witty and sharp. I think nobody does a rom-com like the Brits. So I'm just, I'm very much enjoying this. That sounds great for the holiday season. Yes, highly recommend. I'm not finished, so hopefully it doesn't take a sharp left but um so far really enjoying all right i think that covers it second to last episode of the year in the books i'd give us a 10 out of 10 i thought this episode was a banger i i had a great time me too i had a great time and i envisioned myself with ham as hands which didn't expect it taking that turn we gotta go because i gotta show olivia <laughs> the music video for bewitched oh, Say i'm ready i'm ready but you know, I mean, go do that. I feel like that's probably our biggest call to action from this episode. But if you've already done that. Yeah, number one. Join our Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. I'm at Olivia Mentor. And we will be back next week with our best books of 2022. And not just our books, your books too. Yay. Yay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I'm losing my mind over the, the idea of it playing <laughs> the Sean Paul song. Oh, what a treat that would be every morning. (laughs) Hard-boiled eggs and Sean Paul. Can that be the episode name? We might want to go more literal with Best of 2022. I wish I could have a subtitle. Fine, crush my creative dreams.